Hey, it's Friday. We're back again. I've got the uh, the king of uh, of baked bean media in the house, Mr. Paul Brown. How's don't say do? king. My business partner would be very upset. So uh, I'm the queen of queen of the baked queen. bean media. <laughs> hey, we've got people coming into the uh, the comment section ready. Yes, synth music. Hedge is here. Don't forget, people. Let's. I want to see that, that comment section lighting up. We've got Damien in the house. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, yeah, just just uh, pop in the comments, hang out. You know, you know the drill. It's chill in here. We've got a nice chill vibe. Uh, I've actually been really unprepared and not brought out my questions. You can tell I'm getting too relaxed with this uh, this format. I think. Hi, Graham. Uh, <laughs> who else is popping into the comments? Uh, here we go. Let's get some of these comments going up. Yeah, we've got Hedge. We've got Damien. Hi, Claire. Oh, sorry. Graham. Yeah, Claire is here too, mate. You've got a. Uh, You've got a big mountain to climb, mate. After last week's show, I don't know if you sure saw um, Claire on last week. I, I, I'm, I have to say, hand on heart, personally for me, it was the best show I've ever done with, with uh, Claire Parsons last week. It was she was flipping epic, mate. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to be on purpose undertone to make sure Claire keeps that title. <laughs> hey, Alistair's online. Awesome. We've got Jez as well. And we've got other Alistair. We've got two Alistairs in the house. We'll call you Al Alistair one and Alistair two. Um okay, right. Let's uh let's let's get into the uh oh Danny's here as well. Jez is here. What up, hey, Mark. You beautiful people? How's it going? Uh okay, so um yeah, let's let's talk about well, we're gonna do things a little bit differently today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about LinkedIn and content and that sort of stuff, but we might just start talking about video games because we you know we've we've both got love a huge love of video games and and uh paul before we um we jumped on the stream was talking about um uh, uh the amiga amiga 500 um so we might just drift into that conversation with us i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go um so yeah um uh, for people that don't know how, how did you kind of uh how did you get started on on linkedin what 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 drew you to the platform how did you how did you end up on there yeah, thank you very much, Nick, for the baked bean tribute with the hat. That's really kind. And I've gone for the 1980s Adidas and Pat Sharp hair in respect to your pot. strong look. It's a strong yeah. look. <laughs> I think for me, um, it all started in 2006 when I was a headhunter. And yeah, I was using LinkedIn to map out companies. That's how LinkedIn started for myself. So yeah, in the old days, I was connecting to everyone with the view to hopefully either be a client or be a candidate in the recruitment world. So that's where it all started. Okay. So, yeah. So what, you came from a, um, a recruitment background then more? Yeah. So if people didn't know, I've got a 14-year recruitment background, something I never wanted to do and ended up in the industry and 14 years later, yeah, left the industry. But, you know, it was a fun time, made lots of friends money experiences and yeah learned lots of new skills but it was nothing that, it was something i'd never wanted to do but really enjoyed it when i was in that industry did you um you uh i mean correct me if i'm wrong i think i know a little bit but you used to um travel quite a lot you weren't you based in germany or yeah so um our business was uh, over germany and the usa as our main clients so uh, yeah all the time flying out to America and Germany. So yeah, now it's uh, Baked Bean Media 
we're still going to go after German clients, US clients, because I miss the traveling, but yeah, mainly London based. Yeah, I think a lot of people are missing the uh, the traveling at the moment, mate. It's, uh, it freaking sucks, but it's all good because we've got all these beautiful people hanging out in the stream, chatting away. It's, it's family, man. It's family. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Here's a, here's a that... question for the audience. What was the first console, like game console you bought? Mine was the Amiga 500. Nick, what was the first one that you bought uh well technically that is a home computer that's a pc okay, home computer, not, not, not not a console but right. uh it would be uh the, the first computer we ever had in the house was a commodore 64 i'm showing my age there now um yep uh and then um first con- i think i think we had a nes uh, a nes but i remember i remember saving up when i was really little i saved up all my money uh, for my paper round uh, to purchase a snes if you remember those as well but the amiga These- came before the snes it did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had an amiga for years um and again yeah. i saved up my money to get uh, to get the uh, amiga um you remember games on the Amiga, they were like, I think Monkey Island uh, was like something like 12 discs or something stupid. It was like s- split across 12 floppy discs. Those were the days, man. I'm getting all misty eyed now. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, you know, like, you know, Alice is saying he, he borrowed a SNES and then bought a PlayStation. But surely, guys, you had like Ataris and Amstrads in the old days, the Mega Drive. Yeah, my, uh, my I think my cousin had a ZX uh, Spectrum, which had all the classics like, like up now, yeah. um, Ghost, Ghost and Goblins. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Um, Double oh, Dragon. There was, a, there was Double Dragon. There was a there was another one. I can't remember if it was on the Amiga or the Spectrum. It was like Conan the Barbarian, where you could like you could roll and like like cut each other with swords, and if you got it just right, you could chop your opponent's head off. It was amazing. <laughs> Who who doesn't love a bit of mindless violence, eh? A lot of love there for the Spectrum. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting, yeah. Yeah, Richard's remembering these uh, Spectrum days. Sega Saturn. I remember the Sega Saturn as well. It was (laughs) the Duke Nukem. (laughs) It was the Mega Drive with a disc, if I'm correct, yeah? Underneath. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, I think it was like a box. Oh, no, it was that, that that might have been the Dreamcast I'm thinking of, actually. God, we're showing, we're showing it. How old are you, mate? Are you 39? 39, yeah. Yes, you're a little tiny weeny bit bit younger than me, but yeah. (laughs) Do you remember Um, the the, is it a Neo something came out which was really advanced for its time? Neo Genesis or Neo Geo, I think it was called. Yeah, Neo Geo. Neo Geo, yeah. Only the rich kids could afford them. There was, yeah. I I remember um when it came out as well, uh when the PlayStation was it PlayStation 2? PlayStation it might have been the PlayStation 2. No, PlayStation 1, I think it was. I got uh, I got a grey import of the PlayStation 1 just so I could play uh, Metal Gear Solid um, ahead of time. It was chipped, so I could play like a um, like an American version of, of Metal Gear Solid. What a game. What a game that was. Nick, were you into <laughs> the cheats of the old computers, or were you just like a purist and played it properly? Uh, no, I... I um, 
only only if it got a bit competitive i remember i was playing uh, uh nba jam with my brother one night um, and we were betting real money on it and it started to get a bit serious and uh so he i think i was like five games down or something like that and then he went to the loo and when he went to the loo i i, I whacked the old there's like a um uh, like a anti-block cheat code where you can't basically the other the other team can't get any baskets and i whacked that in when he went to the toilet so got all my money back so winner winner <laughs> How about you, dude? Um, I had when I had the SNES, I had that oh, the mach- the thing that went in between the cartridge and the machine, and you like hit it and it like a switch and it was like a yeah, super cheat. I remember. I forgot what it's yeah. called, but yeah, I got into all the cheating for a bit, and I think the gameplay dies very quickly once you've got it. And um, what about favorite um, handhold? Did you have a Game Boy? Um, uh, I had a, I had a. Um, this, this is going to make me sound old. It's where I had an Atari Lynx with them um, California games on. Do you remember that with the hacky yeah. sack? That was so good. And the uh, and the skating as well. You do like the the vert ramp skating stuff. Atari Lynx was well ahead of his game as well, wasn't it? Oh, uh, Suzanne's got worms apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no worms is a fantastic game, Suzanne. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, are you learning worms or not? Yeah, Le- Lemmings. I was. He always used to piss me off. Lemmings it was so bloody difficult to play. Um, I just yeah, never, never had the patience for it. I was a big fan of uh, of point and click adventures back in the day. So um, I put a post up about it the other day. Um, Monkey Island, if you remember that, Secret yeah. Monkey Island. Which you know if what? anyone, if anyone I doesn't know, dude, the the Secret Monkey Island. If there was no Secret of Monkey Island, there would be no Pirates of the Caribbean. That's how influential that. It's, it's they basically lifted the plot and the uh the comedy from secret monkey island and that's what became pirates of the caribbean basically so go back to the source material play play secret monkey Island, which i think you can get on your smartphone nowadays um there's a version of it for like iphone and, and android and stuff so thomas is firing him with lots of questions here so uh questions are above bro all about command and conquer <laughs> I got to try and scroll scroll back through the uh, the comment section and find them. Uh, right, let's let's go back on track. We're, we're going to divert slightly from video games again. So try and try and get back on did track. You, last question: Did you ever have an Atari ST or not? Uh, no, I don't think I did have an Atari ST. Yeah, my no. brother had one. It was a bit of a competition. You know, some things on the ST were better than the Amiga. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was a big uh, big Amiga fan. I loved it back in the day. You you wouldn't. I would disappear into my room for literally days at a time, and you wouldn't see me. Much Did like you I do now. <laughs> 500 hard drive upgrade whatever it was uh i had the 500 yeah i had the 500 not the not the plus i think there was a 500 and a, and a plus as well you put a, a ram underneath and yeah, yeah. Cool. You, you're like an extension like module yeah. thing which was like this freaking big it was gigantic <laughs> probably an extra like two kilobytes of ram or something stupid <laughs> and the external disk drive was massive on the amiga yeah yeah, it was a it was a, a clunky old beast. Um, so yeah, uh, video. How, what? Why video? Why, where? Yeah, so I think journey, in my about? days in recruitment, I did sales. I did internal recruitment, and then in the last couple of years, um, I started my own podcast up on American football, and realised there was this huge power of being able to speak to senior people um, from nothing. And I thought like the sales team is literally cold calling every day trying to get through to ceos and high people so i proposed to the board that we should change the way we think and try and do podcasts social media go to events 
and be a lot more hands-on versus this cold calling mentality. Yep. And, uh, and, and guess what? It works. It, it, <laughs> it worked. And uh, the business was turning over 12 million a year and we injected 800K into the business from new revenue that wasn't, that's never existed before. So, uh, and that was really interesting that I knew that if I could do that with this company, then I could potentially do it for my own company and have the freedom to work across all industries. So, yeah, it's, it's always been a passion videos from camcorders. When yeah. I went traveling, when I was 20, I've got it all documented, like going traveling. So I am going to edit all them videos and put them on YouTube for a laugh. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, go, go yeah. back digging in the crates. Uh, Thomas has got a question. Uh, question, Paul, why do, you, why do you do media and why? I think yeah, you... I think I think like yourself, there's you realize that money's not everything, and maybe recruitment I thought was the answer. If you look at what I really enjoy doing, it is creating social media and creating videos. So I'd much prefer doing things that I like doing versus trying to work out how to make money and not enjoy doing it. So that's yeah. kind of the plan with why media. I love social media, I love journalism, I love yeah everything to do with it i love the way that you can produce something online visual and then people can see it and have comments have some banter have some fun about it yes i, I like uh yanis's little uh little rhyme there that he's just put up he plays double dragon he drives an orange wagon sucked at the flag and the king of video a hend hender gagon yeah, I'm I'm the same dude. It's uh for me, stories are in my um my DNA. I just I just love telling stories. Um, and I'd rather be in a, a box six feet under if I couldn't do that. So, I think it's uh it's a case of uh yeah, if you can make money doing what you love, that's the dream, right? That, that is, is yeah, the freaking dream. <laughs> not, not saying I'm making a lot of money at the moment, but I'm having fun. So, yeah, that's that's the yeah uh, that's the main thing, dude. Uh, okay, so um how i mean you're it's weird isn't it because you're you've got quite a big like a relatively sizable um following on linkedin but i guess a lot of that your sort of previous audience was uh was recruitment how how have you kind of found that in terms of your sort of engagement from sort of switching over from that to um doing a lot more sort of media stuff yeah i think i mentioned this to jack gainsford that uh, i've got a lot of uh, followers but you know are they engaging are they interested in my new venture probably not to be honest um but on the flip side i think i'm near enough a hundred thousand followers across all social media platforms nice. so yeah it, it's a matter of you know trying to get followers maybe from facebook tiktok instagram to linkedin if you know if i wanted to keep building up linkedin followers for example i was i was going to say um uh really undervalued and i keep yabbering on about it and people will be like oh god not clubhouse again but but uh clubhouse is bloody fantastic at the moment for building sort of having rich conversations with people and moving them over from there to to linkedin um i freaking love it uh at the moment for that so yeah if, you, if you're not on clubhouse and you do have an iphone and not an android phone sorry android users <laughs> get your asses over to clubhouse because it's good so stuff. clubhouse i'm on the fence and I've, <laughs> had, I've had some great calls i've had great conversations this week i've given yep. myself every single day an hour on clubhouse and yet uh won a potential lead 
had nice. two or three good business call, uh, big conversations. So yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. And I like it. The, the thing, the headline thinking is, and this, this surprised me a little bit about yourself, is that you're a video guy. Yeah. You know, our, not goal, but we like talking about, we like being videos. We're on an app that's audio. And yep. I don't know if that plays to my strength. And I don't know if it plays to your strength being a video uh, guy. So, yeah, I, I still think it's, um, although it's, uh, you know, I think the message is more important than the medium ultimately. And, and I've yeah. been running a couple of um, groups in there. Like I ran one last night, um, just giving free uh, video advice uh, to a load of um, LinkedIn users. And that, that did pretty well. Um, just, yeah, I guess it's like most social media platforms turn up, um, and provide value really. Um, and I, I hate the freaking V word, but, um, yeah, it's just a case of, uh, sort of educating people and, and giving them, uh, help and advice, uh, really. But I think you're right in terms of, because it is an audio only platform, uh, the people that are going to clean up on there are things like musicians, you know, stand up comedians, um, uh, podcast hosts. Yes the people that use audio um as their their medium anyway um but yeah it's, it's not to be underestimated because the yeah. um the the you know that the reach that you get on there and i, I love the fact that it's, it's almost a complete inverse of how a social media platform works in that it it literally does require you to be present and be and be focused in the conversation um and the more you know the more value you provide and the more you're actually actively participating in conversation um the better you do on it which is not like a lot of social media platforms where it's like you know someone just posts a piece of content they don't really act, interact with anyone and they seem to go their following quite quickly so you actually have to work at it really hard which is what i like do you think if they had a clubhouse same methodology of everything but it was videos do you think that would yep. be a success or not so uh well i i guess i guess i guess you could call that zoom to an extent uh but yeah different zone because you know you get the opportunity to listen so you could be listening but then you pop up as a speaker i, I think that, i think i think i think the reason clubhouse works is because it because it is such a passive medium like i've listened to shows in the shower or while i've gone to the shops or while i've been making my lunch yes there's very few other social media platforms where you don't have to be that actively engaged in it so i think that's why it's winning at the moment is that you just like on the school run now in the morning i have my my airpod in and, and i listen in on while i'm while i'm driving um i run a uh, help moderate a um a brand and comms um show uh, every morning from eight till uh, half nine uh, monday to friday um on there so yeah i'm i'm, I'm loving it dude uh, yeah don't get me wrong i'm not uh negative i'm just trying to um challenge you kind of figure it out yeah yeah it's, and yeah do you know what i i really do think it's a good platform i just yeah maybe for us i'm just thinking like you know us as video ambassadors in a weird way we yeah. should be maybe on a video speaking a video visible thing that that was all my headline thoughts and yeah i'm really yeah. enjoying it yeah I, I think um i think um yeah just just because you use that as a medium doesn't necessarily mean um yeah that you can't still kind of exploit it i think it's just a case of yeah you know the great thing about it is as well um 
within 30 seconds of someone opening their gob on the platform, you decide really quickly whether you like that person and you warm yes. to them or you don't. So the conversations I'm having with people that I bought off the platform to LinkedIn are that much warmer and richer because they're like, oh, you know, they, they just, you just get a real feel for someone through their, through their voice, I think. Um, Thomas has got a question. What do you think the next thing will be in media? <clears throat> How will you adapt and what is your plans for the next year? Good question. Everyone's talking about Alexas and, you know, that uh, Internet of Things all linking up. You know, you can't hide from that coming in the future. So I, I understand where Clubhouse is going. You could, it is something that you could put for your Alexa. And I think they've been saying six months ago that having all your friends in a group live in your earpod all the time and just coming in and out of conversation could be the way forward. So, you know, so similar to clubhouse, but maybe even more relaxed, I think it could go whether that's good or not. I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's been that way for a while, but I definitely think, um, VR at some point will, uh, will, will take over. We're just not ready for mainstream adoption yet with, with VR and maybe not even this year, I'd give it maybe five, 10 years, um for for vr in terms of um trends and, and predictions um i guess just keep an eye on new social media platforms as and when they uh, pop up for me at the moment yeah it's it's all about um clubhouse uh, in the as an 80s linkedin live show did you were you ever in the cb world or not uh no i wasn't i didn't i didn't yeah didn't get into a cb radio i wasn't uh, although i'm a nerd i'm not <laughs> wasn't that much of a nerd <laughs> Well, I am that much of a nerd and awesome. yeah, I was a big CB user. So it's similar clubhouse to that because you've, you're in a channel, you're in a room. Yep. Me and you are talking. There could be yep. 10 people in there. There could be a hundred people in there. It's not until you push that mic, you know that someone's there or not. So it is going around in circles at the moment, you know, yeah, like I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone, yeah. um, it's gone kind of a uh, full circle. Um, but yeah, I, I love it as a, as a, um, <laughs> Damien's just put breaker, breaker, uh, Carl's, Carl's, I was big on the CBs. <laughs> Do you know what, what was your handle then, dude? If you, uh, my, my handle was inch high because I was super <laughs> young and I was very small. So my handle was inch high. So inch high noise. <laughs> it, it was funny because, uh, all, all our family, mum, dad, brothers all had cbs in their cars so it literally was you know pre-mobile phone we'd be like um okay we're coming home for f coming home now what's for dinner you know and that was the way we communicated so i do find clubhouse awesome. quite similar in a, in a in a weird way that me and you could be in clubhouse now having this conversation and the opportunity yeah. for strangers to come into our conversation and all oh, the mate, audio. It's, it's it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, I was in a, in a room the other day um, where it, there was just a guy jamming on a guitar um, sort of freestyling. There was about a thousand people in the room and it was the most, one of the most beautiful moments I've ever experienced on the social media platform. The guy was just jamming on the guitar. He was calling out people in the audience and just being nice and pop like, that's the thing I love about it. I think is that um, LinkedIn, the reason I love LinkedIn is because it's a very positive cool place to hang out with like-minded people there's not a bunch of toxic assholes on there and uh, i love the fact that it's like that and clubhouse is very similar my experience with clubhouse is very similar to linkedin in that regard um 
which is why I think I like it. Um, I'm not a big fan of a lot of social media platforms because as, as they mature, they seem to attract um, a certain breed of person. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, things like like Facebook. <laughs> not a Facebook <laughs> fan. No, I tend to stay off there because it's um yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just I, full of not very nice people. <laughs> I, I think it's got. A, I think personally, it's got a nice place. For me, I store my photos on there from all the years. I yep. speak to old friends and like marketplace is good. Groups are good on Facebook. So I almost see Facebook reinventing itself to try and keep up at the moment. I kind of like it. Yeah. It's, well, it's the same with most social media platforms. I think they kind of matured to a certain point, don't they? And then they kind of just, they, they stagnate. Um, I think uh, Facebook, although I say that with Facebook, they've got so much freaking money. They're probably listening into the stream right now. They'll probably just hoover up everything and probably end up buying LinkedIn at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, well, wouldn't surprise me. I've come off Snapchat and I'm still on TikTok. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoy each social media platform for different things. And uh, that's kind of why Clubhouse is another one. And like I said, I am enjoying it and I'm investing time in it. But yeah. I just question high level. Should I be? It's, yeah, it's. Yeah. it's it, I, I guess it's difficult initially to kind of um, track the ROI on it, um, and uh, yeah. But but it's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of using it as a sort of more high level kind of networking tool at the moment. Um, I'm finding to do business like calls on there with people that I know. We're connected. We just go into a room, have have a half an hour conversation, talk about mm. work or business we could say more it's not like a sales pitch or you know we, you know we're just openly talking about things and other people are coming into the conversation so if you think i could have done that on zoom where it's private or i do yeah. it on clubhouse the just, just open clubhouse, it up yeah, yeah. Better on clubhouse i'm actually speaking to five people so i am killing one five birds with one stone that's that's the good thing of it yeah yeah and, and it scales quite quickly as well uh courtney's but i think my mom is the only facebook user ever don't forget people i want to see that comment section like come on i want to see some banter i want to see some questions let's let's it's friday for goodness sake <laughs> who looks more 80s me or nick uh well look i've got my let's let's stand up so you can see it i've got my stephen king rules t-shirt on today which is uh, which is about as 80s as it gets because it's from one of my favourite 80s movies ever, which not a lot of people have seen. Um, it's a cult classic called Monster Squad, um, which was written, I think it was written, it was written, it wasn't directed by Shane Black, who did um, one of the, uh, the Iron Man films. Uh, if you've never seen it, it has the best 80s montage ever, and I stand by it. So check it out if you haven't seen it check it out it's good <laughs> there we go the comments are the comments are lighting back up again now here we go thank you very much marvin yes you're right it is a cool it is a cool t-shirt <laughs> paul has the mullet that's 80s to the max yes he does <laughs> um so yeah i, I guess um we can kind of talk about uh, i did have a kind of bunch of questions in the middle but we'll, we'll skip those but um why do you think people still don't kind of get it with kind of content and uh and social media and, and linkedin specifically in kind of producing and controlling like i love your i think i think you found your your groove now with your um you're the only person i see that does uh cooking videos on linkedin now you just like that's that's your that's your that's your niche you've you've owned that space <laughs> yeah i kind of I'm kind of trying things all the time 
And I still haven't, I said this last time, I haven't nailed my um, niche. Uh, I love food, so that's obviously one thing. But to go back to your original question, I think it's people are seeing things and have thoughts all the time. I just think people may be scared just to put things on LinkedIn because they don't want to feel like a Wally or a, or, yeah. um, or scared, yeah. I think. I think. But yeah, let us know in the comments what you think, why people don't post so much. Maybe it's time consuming, you know, or, or maybe people don't see the benefit of it. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, th I think it's, um, I think with a lot of people, it's the fear factor. It's like, oh, you know, how's my prospective future employee going to judge me? And, and what if I say this? Or what if I say that? And yeah, I, I noticed there, uh, Courtney popped up in the comments earlier and Alistair has as well. And, uh, and Hedge as well. Those guys just, yeah. They're just like, don't give a shit. I love their content because you're just like, yeah, don't care. <laughs> yeah. And it's freaking amazing because of it. But one of the things I wanted to do in January was to not post any work content on LinkedIn and see how that would respond. So, um, and to be honest, it's been, it looks, it feels positive. I haven't seen the numbers or gone through the data, but yeah, my first yeah. thoughts are it does feel good and it, you know, I haven't pitched or haven't talked about any extra value I can offer and helping people from a social media point. The company still posts, obviously, stuff, but myself, yeah. I haven't really talked about anything. So in February, I'm going to try a bit more business and then compare against the two months and and uh, see. Yeah, you know. it's, it's a, I, I try and do a mixture of it. It's, um, it's like a sort of traditional sales funnel in that you're, you're kind of bringing in people with the, you know, awareness stuff and then you're kind of moving them down the funnel. It's like, you know, this is me. I make videos and I can make videos for you basically. So yeah, don't, don't be afraid to uh, put out the odd uh, sales post. In fact, I put out a sales post last week, but I front loaded it with a load of value in a PDF and, and uh, I had six inquiries off of it um, and 101 likes. So when people tell, tell you that you can't make sales posts and, and that you don't, you know, people don't engage with them, I call bullshit on that because yeah. that one did. <laughs> uh, how are you finding making the PDFs and stuff? Uh, yeah, I've got a, um, we've got um, a couple of freelancers that we use. I don't do that stuff because I'm not, I, I can, but it takes me a long time. So I just hand it off to them. And, you're and they, you're yeah. mapping it out on a piece of scrap piece of paper and then giving it to them there. Yeah. Make it look yeah. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I usually knock it up in something like pages and, and I do all the copy and stuff myself and then, yeah, just get them to, to knock it up. So it looks, um, looks a bit sexier because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay at that, but um, it's been a long time since I've used my, uh, my design skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets a bit, it gets a bit rusty. If you don't, if you don't do it um, often enough, it does get a bit rusty. I've got to say shorter videos I'm finding on LinkedIn, 30 seconds max, you know, are doing well. And I'm seeing some other people in the States and over here, we've got a good following doing five second, 10 second videos and getting great interaction. So yeah, yeah, maybe it's, it, it's, um, it entirely depends. I always, um, it's always a question that people ask me, like, you know, how long should a piece of video content be? Um, and there is an art form in holding someone's attention for a long period of time. Um, you can make longer form videos, but it's harder work holding that attention for that period of time, which is why people, when they start out, they generally do like a 30 second or kind of, I find 
kind of two minutes probably max for most people is is probably um the way to go but the yeah the, the better you get at it the better you get at holding boots attention the longer you can you can do it for i mean i've had some videos gone out there like four minutes five minutes and i know people have watched all the way through to the end um because i've put a particular thing in the end asking them if they've watched it and they've commented in the comment section going yeah cool. we've watched the way through so <laughs> uh okay uh we'll move on to the quick fire movie quiz around in a minute because it's my favorite part of the show nick um, i've got to say something i'm not a big film watcher so uh oh dude, dude. maybe we'll maybe we'll mix it up then maybe we'll just go off the cuff and we'll talk about video games again so okay right okay let's do this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna mix things up okay all right let's get in I'm position disappointing you've only done that once so far by the way <laughs> I always forget that I've got a, uh, a two camera set up here. Uh, okay. Uh, Marvin's got a question. He says, is it better to do more video content for LinkedIn? Hells. Yes, it is Marvin, because guess what? With video content, people get to know who you are. They get more of a feel for you through your video content than they do from a text post. Um, they get to, yeah, they get to know whether they want to work with you long-term. Um, it's a much more human way of, uh, of getting people involved in the conversation. So yes, do more video although personally speaking i only actually do two videos a week one is my live that i do today and then i do one other piece of content so i'm actually only knocking out two videos a week but i'm just very um i'm very german with the way i do it so yeah I I, says, claire says go off the cuff we're gonna go off the cuff we're gonna go off piece claire gonna go off piece. I, I try and do a video a day basically a video a day wow yeah, dude. That's, that's um obviously cooking out and about in london something interesting so uh but yeah it's not work related so um and i don't really overthink it if i see something interesting i film it and if i haven't got enough interesting things to film i literally just go out for an hour walk and i'm sure i'll find something interesting to talk about yeah okay right we're gonna go off piece now so this is i'm ready this isn't uh movie stuff we're gonna go video game stuff and feel free in the comment section to leave your answer to these questions as well because i want to see them in the comment section so favorite video game of all time of all time street fighter 2 oh dude love that game freaking love it the uh the the bonus rounds we have to beat up the cars so good yeah. I um I bought uh, last year. I treated myself to a Hori fighting stick for my Xbox just so I could play Street Fighter and feel like I was I was back in the arcade again, man. Because that just yeah just gets me all misty. Who was your favorite character to to play as? I, I was a Ryu main, so I, I would play Ryu because it's, it's you know I'm a purist, man. <laughs> what yeah. about you? I, I've got you pegged as a Blanca. I don't know why. Do you know what I, I liked Blanca? Um, my favorite was, and this is evolving i used to love being m bison but um and that's kind of cheating but um yeah that uh, was the that was the yeah if you were uh, yeah if, if you wanted it it was either m bison or sagat basically if you wanted to cheat and win it was like play any of those two characters <laughs> um but yeah um i used to like playing as chung lee chung lee yeah i can yeah. see you as a as, as a chung lee or, or um oh my god guile i want to say guile yeah, guy was was really is really hard character to use because because uh, yeah. of the like charge mechanics and stuff. But yeah, I, I did like playing guard as well. Mm. Uh, okay, so I uh, oh, saw I've got one question. Was there yeah, any but, difference between um, Ken and um, the other guy? Right, uh, 
Yeah, it was very different. Ryu had a stronger, faster fireball, and Ken had a stronger dragon punch. That was the difference. If you didn't know that, there you go. See, that's how much of a freaking nerd I am. (laughs) And yet, (laughs) I know you want to get through this, but Mortal Kombat was my second favorite, to be honest. Oh, Mortal Kombat's amazing. I, I um I memorized all the uh, all the finishing moves um, and I, I could do all of those at the uh, the arcade. In fact, I think I don't know if I mentioned this before, but um I remember pa- playing Mortal Kombat uh, around my mate's house on his SNES uh, one April. Um and on the SNES they'd removed all the all the gore from the game. Um yeah. and I used to get a, a SNES magazine. This thing came out in April and it was like, okay, what you need to do is balance a a penny on top of the cartridge and then input this massive code which was like two pages long and we kept doing it and we kept doing it i was like hold on a minute it's april <laughs> i complete we sat there for like about two hours trying to put this code in to try and get the gore working in the game and i was like no no you wally <laughs> yeah so what i used to do as a kid was more combat came out and then i went to my local news agent and bought the how to do the finishers yeah and then like pull it out in front of the arcade machine and then obviously when you get to the end doing all the all the all the finishers i think that that was a great era the mortal kombat era yeah it's uh it's still um they're still knocking out the uh, mortal kombat games and interesting side note my brother does uh sound design for games and he worked on the last um mortal kombat game so a lot of the sound effects are from him if you didn't what was that. your mortal kombat um favorite uh my, my favorite character was character. Uh, was uh, Scorpion. Yeah. Get over here! Yeah, Finish he him. was he was freaking awesome. Uh, the, I was going to um, say actually, what, what was your favorite uh, video game character? Yeah, I, I liked Raiden. I was a big Raiden player. Is it Raiden? Yeah, yeah. Raiden. And, yeah, the Thunder God. Yeah. And who was the uh, blue re- uh, Scorpion? The freezing guy. Sub Zero. Sub Zero. He was also a good character. They do that a lot in video in um, beat ups, they don't know. They have like a like with Ken and Ryu, it's like, oh, we just need another character, so let's just duplicate this one and tweak him, like tweak the mechanics on him a little bit and bosh. <laughs> and after that, we went on to the PS1 and there was a fighting game on there. And uh, was that Mortal Kombat? What was the PS what was the fighting game on the PS that was PS1 that first came out? Uh, Tekken. Tekken, yeah. Tekken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play as uh, Sarah on that one. Um, I think it was, and there, there was a move you could do where you did this like big long button input, and it was like you'd break a person's arm in like three places, and it would take off like two thirds of their health. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, and okay. after the PS One, I gave up on the video consoles. You gave up on video. You just gave up on life after that. After yeah, I, <laughs> I had um, I had Championship Manager. Um, so football management games and um, yeah, I kind of realized how addictive I was to gaming and decided to get off it really. So, uh, but um, the last thing was, oh, maybe you asked me this question, but sensible world of soccer was one of my favorite games. So, Oh dude, sensible, sensible soccer on the Amiga. Um, I don't like football games, but I used to play the shit out of that game. It was so good. Like the, um, the, uh, like banana kicks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was Bend. that. And, uh, on on the Amiga, there was that. There was uh, Marble Madness. If you've never played it, which no, was a big Marble London. Madness f- fan. Fantastic. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, Speedball. Do you remember Speedball? Speedball? Massive. Ice cream. So good. Ice yeah. cream. Ice cream. 
I actually played uh, in uh, when I when I was at school. I was at a video game tournament uh, in Hastings on the seafront uh, down here, um, and I made it to the uh, semi-finals. Uh, I got kicked out in the first round with Speedball, but I made it to the semi-finals with uh, with Marble Madness. It was it was nail biting stuff. <laughs> how Marble Madness? Like, how would you play against someone on Marble Madness? Uh, I think what you did was um, you just kept playing until because because it's like um, it's like playing golf, isn't it? You have like a par or something for the amount oh, yeah. of things that you can get. So it's like and, t- and whenever that person fell off and it was game over for that person, then they fell off. So you you play two people at a time, and when they fell off and, and didn't have any more tries at it, then it do you still over do you still play game. like FIFA and stuff like that now or not? No, I'm not. I'm not a big. Um, I'm not a big uh, sports fan on for video games. I don't like racing games. Don't like any kind of sports stuff. Because I'm like Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big big Call of Duty fan. Although the most the most recent one was pretty good. Black Ops, the new one that's just come out, is like not it. so so great. Um, but that's yeah, that franchise has kind of died off a little bit over the years. It's uh, it's just got a bit like Pepsi, really. It, it's Fortnite. Bit... I hear that hear that mentioned all the time. No, I'm not not a big Fortnite fan. I play a lot of uh, play a lot of Destiny uh, at the moment. Destiny and occasionally Titanfall Two, which was probably the best video game to come out in the past ten years. I think it's uh, uh, probably one of the, yeah one of the best first person shooters. If you've never played it, it needs to be played because it's absolutely fantastic. We've uh, we've run over a little bit, so I'm just gonna sorry, Nick. Whoop. Sorry, that's all right. We we, we went 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 down a. Uh, a video game rabbit hole but that's all good um yes you beautiful people in the comments have been absolutely bloody fantastic as per usual so thank you very much give give all of yourself a, a nice round of applause and uh say say goodbye to everyone um have a fantastic and safe restful weekend uh enjoy your walks because i'm sure you'll be having lots of walks like i will with my family because there's fuck all else to do so <laughs> I will see you at the same time again next Friday. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye-bye. Apologies for talking so much.